Comments made on the Ceratoc Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Ceratoc Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Welcome, everyone, to That Android Show, episode 28. My goodness, we're, we're, we're almost getting to our 30s, where we'll have that 30-something uh, midlife crisis. I am not JJ Medoff from Blind Bargains and AT Guys. I am Joe Steinkamp from End of Line and Sarah Talk, hosting for the departed JJ. And by departed, I mean he hasn't gone anywhere and he hasn't died or anything. He just couldn't make it today. So he uh, said, hey, why don't you do the whole news thing and uh, invite some people you know to come talk about the news? And I thought, well, you know... We should have those other two hosts that I really, really like. Like, oh, I don't know. How's it going, Anna? Hi, I'm Access Anna, and I'm back. I Thank you, gentlemen, for giving me such a warm welcome. I came home, and my lovely suede pumps were back in the closet, and the toilet seat was down. I was very happy. Well, we, we had to keep the clubhouse, you know, perfectly fine, because we knew what would happen if we didn't. We, we would never hear the end of it. Hey, how about that, Steve? Yeah, they let me back in. Hello, it's Steve, not the... Uh, talking droid how you all doing and yes they let me back in thank you the mainstream talking droid going out there talking about android on mainstream podcasts making a big name yeah we we got on the phone show with steve litchfield and uh, we've had i've had some tweets from sighted people who said it was one of the best episodes ever so that's really cool i think that is awesome because people get to learn just how awesome anna is over on the eyes free list or uh, if you follow Steve on Twitter, you'll actually find out some of the news before it even gets posted on that Android show Twitter feed, which is actually pretty cool. And a lot of this information that you're going to see here in the news and in the show notes over at thatandroidshow.com come from said twitter.com slash thatandroidshow. And without any further ado, let's see what's in the news. Silver and gold, some of Anna's very favorite things to talk about, as we've learned in previous episodes. And uh, no diamonds here, though. But it seems that Codename Silver is what's being said as possibly Android 5. Because there's actually uh, rumors going around about Android 4.5 rolling really soon. But Silver. But does S come well, I after? Mean, oh, yeah. Does, does S come after K? It's a codename. It's not a food name. I know. It's a code I know. Name. I know. <laughs> Well, the thing is, silver, We really, we don't know what silver is because, you know, we're still at the rumor, rumor, rumor phase. Yeah. But it seems to be... So you're um, saying it's Google ex- TV then? we'll be there in a moment for now i'm dwelling in my silver baby all right (laughs) so silver is an expansion in theory of the nexus program and so what people are thinking it is you know at this point in time is sort of a deal between google and some of the phone manufacturers and so Google is going to give these phone manufacturers money for hardware development and marketing. And the trade-off is that the device manufacturers will get preferred um, treatment when it comes to the upgrades. So they'll get the like upgrades this faster. Like this one, and I like this one, but I don't like no. any of you. No. Exactly. And it's supposed to cut down on bloatware and... Also, the skins, knock on wood, yeah, Um, and also on the skins, which makes 
you know, a size for users very happy because the skins may or may not disrupt accessibility, though, to be fair, they've gotten much, much, much better recently. Especially with your interview last month on the Galaxy S5, as we got some feedback on the mailbag, that was really was influential on people thinking about the S5 was some of the stuff that's only happening on the TouchWiz version on yeah. the S5 because some of that stuff didn't get backported to 4 or 3. Can I just say something about that? Because um, the S5 is interesting because we've had recent discussions on the i3 list. And the one thing that annoys me about the S5 is that it doesn't appear to allow you to use prediction with the keyboard, with the Samsung keyboard. So as you type out, you don't get any words come up. Even though prediction oh, is turned on, it doesn't yeah. work. Now, I, I spoke to Nimer on the list, and of course he's, he doesn't use prediction, so he, he hadn't noticed it. But a few people have noticed it, and I think somebody's been talking to Samsung USA on Twitter but that's a deal breaker for me. And if, you know, if, they, if they've disabled it system wide, because, talk, because it, apparently if TalkBack is off, it works, as far as I understand. Yeah. But if TalkBack is on, it doesn't. Huh. Well, then you're okay. Google works just as fine then. Then you're yeah. fine. You can just use Google. <laughs> of course. What am I complaining about, Joe? Oh, right. What you I just say use that? that instead. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, it's all boy. diction all the time. But now. The, old, uh, the old prediction would be a deal breaker for me because I use it quite a bit. Well, but, you know, the, what we've learned is that Samsung is very responsive, so I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with a fix for that. Yeah. But what this whole discussion is is reminding me of is something that the article about um, Silver pointed out is that, uh, you know, the plus is that consumers can stop complaining about bloatware and blah, 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 and, and more people can afford the Google experience. Um but uh, the the minus is some people really like the skins, and um, the Samsung skin is a, a, an example of a skin that is really successful. Oh, go look, go look at the launchers. How many people download yeah. a launcher and want out of their default launcher? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a yeah. perfect example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Google launcher updated. By the way, uh, we used to know this as the gel, but it is. Um, I don't have it here in the show notes. Now I need to make a note that I do. Uh, the Google <laughs> experience, the Google Now launcher, is what it's called. Yes. And uh, that updated. That is not very fun with Talkback, by the way, because uh, you can slide over to the Google Now screen, which is on your left of home screen one. And then if you try to dismiss a card, you go right back to home screen one. Um, so <laughs> lovely. That is not something we can use very easily with TalkBack. And it is right now still my default launcher. I may have to show that uh, here on the show. But it's, it is it is a breaking of the experience, which they've mm. been doing since last year when they did that with the Nexus 5 and the Google launcher and the gel, uh, if you remember it from that. Can we all say no, we launch it? Some of this... <laughs> Well, yeah, but some of this was said in, in some circles to this will force OEMs to comply with rules and people mm. are Apple-like and there'll be a more consistent interface. No, I don't believe any of that. I really don't. And some of the differentiators, like if you throw down four or five of these phones in front of people, they don't know it's an LG. They don't know it's a Motorola unless the logo is emblazoned all over it because mm. uh, exactly. it just looks like a big, big yeah. plastic slab and glass. Yeah. And so some of these guys will be very reluctant to ever get let go of those skins for those reasons Anna just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. And well, one last thing about the silver um, rumor mill is that one of the things purported to be part of the silver experience is something comparable to the Kindle Mayday. It's like a video help button that you can um, tap for support. I don't know. I'm a little mm -hmm, curious about that and, and skeptical. <laughs> 
all I can think of is that people call 911 saying that they didn't get their barbecue sauce with their chicken nuggets. What are yeah. they going to get in that call center? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the last thing it's going to be, uh, well, in fact, it's very NSFW, but if you go searching for if Google search was a person. Yeah. <laughs> there are people who are type. Yes. There are people who type very funny, funny things as if. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know why do why do my why do farts smell and then later why do my farts smell? You know, yes. it's, like, it's, just, it's really you know, really funny sketches, but again, very very adult. Yes. Speaking of stuff like that, I was reading about. Uh, what was I doing? I think I was doing a translation that was something about decomposition. And so I was Googling a lot of articles about it to just to learn about it and to get the terminology. And then the next time I checked into Google Hangouts, I was, it, Google was suggesting that I join these really creepy sort of boss sounding <laughs> oh, no. groups. And I thought, I am so glad serial killers don't have their own community because I'd be right there. <laughs> Goth right there. Gothsupatree.net. How did that work out for you? And was that accessible? Was that I? Well, it's, ironically, it was. So the, the grim afterlife really is accessible. Just, just one question, Hannah. <laughs> and ample Hannah. parking for your Google auto car. <laughs> yes. Just one question. How come it's you? Or yes. <laughs> How come well, I can't help it that I'm a genius, Steve. I just can't. I I have I have done said some some stupid thing like that when I had signed into Gmail and forgotten to sign out of Gmail and then proceeded to look up stuff for end of line and then would get what I would bring up Google now. You we're interested in X. Were you also interested in Y? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. And how can I tell you I'm not interested in Y like ever? And please, please stop sending me information. So, yeah, for months. Why? You know, for months I would get this. How do I get weird... this out of my graph? How do I get this out of my social yes, graph? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's a good thing you don't go fishing often because you might pull up a flounder. Uh, there is an article here in the show notes at thatandroidshow.com about other possible new things, not just silver. It might be a silver flounder of hardware. And by that, I mean, looks like we might be seeing new hardware coming. We're seeing a lots of things being mentioned in Chrome release notes or in the code through some very smart, smart people that there's a Nexus six or seven or eight, or at least a six and an eight coming. LG might be involved with that. But, uh, what do we think? Uh, new hardware, Google IO next month seems pretty likely. Well, there are two articles that cover this topic. One of them says that Flounder is some sort of HTC hardware. And so there's speculation about whether it's a tablet or not. May Probably not because HTC hasn't done tablets since uh, 2011. So we don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if it's a smartwatch or... They couldn't scale up the Sense UI for that kind of screen size. No, well, <laughs> there is that. There is that. <laughs> But what cracks me up is, why a flounder, people? Why? Why not, you know, a hammerhead, a mako? I, I mean, those are mighty fearsome fishes, but a flounder, come on now. Fishbone. Why not fishbone? Then it would have a great band behind it or, you know. Koi. Oh, no. Because <laughs> nothing says awesome then. I'm running koi. Koi. <laughs> koi, yeah. 
<laughs> Don't be coy about it. Really it. puts the fear <laughs> fear in me. Um, Flounder doesn't either. But uh, as I told everybody pre-show, I think Flounder. I think Animal House, and <laughs> you know, going through life with an old, bloated, slow operating system is no way to go through life, son. Uh, <laughs> there's just uh, too many too many things there. I you know, you do run out of crazy names. Mary Jo Foley collects Microsoft ones. Those are really funny. Like a. Uh, Windows XP was Chicago, yeah, and uh, of course Oops, Longhorn, Longhorn was yes. Vista, yeah, yep. And uh, there are some really crazy California names for the next like six or seven versions of OS X. So there are really funny things about naming, and we learned this last year with KitKat, of course, and uh, that's more delicious, probably more attractive. Oh than yes, 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 fish. Because <laughs> your yes. your operating system smells like a flounder. You just. <laughs> 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 but one of the other things that this one of the flounder articles said is that there's also something called Molly, which I thought was a milkmaid, but apparently it too is a fish. <laughs> a milkmaid. And um, yeah. this purportedly uh, refers to some sort of set-top box. So there's some speculation about this being Android TV. Um, Hang on, I'm just going to go watch my Molly. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound quite <laughs> <laughs> There's a drug reference there I'm going to stick away from, too. Um, (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, certain female stars, Miss Cyrus. Uh, There are. I didn't know what twerking was, and I didn't know what that was, but. But this, she has this show is degenerating me. every minute. I'll tell you. <laughs> I would think so. You know what also degenerates? Uh, Motorola and their new handsets. Uh, there is a new Motorola handset E, yeah. and for some people, they might not be a fan of this particular hardware configuration because um, this is top of the line for say 2011 with a uh, Snapdragon processor going back to like the 1.2 gigahertz, four gigs of memory on board, no front-facing camera. But how will I ever take my selfies? Uh, and uh, the benefits of it is it will be shipped with KitKat and run unlocked at $129. Um, Steve, this will have replaceable backs for $15 a throw. Yeah. So you'll be able to get all sorts of it, interesting It also backs. has a micro SD slot. Yeah, you could upspan that to you about 32 gig. You can whack up the old memory a bit, yeah. But no dual SIM. No dual SIM, no. But I've only got one anyway, so I don't mind. It's kind of a deal breaker for for UK and emerging markets, I would think. Not so much UK. Well, it's geared toward emerging markets. It's geared, and it's supposed to be released in 40 countries. Uh, And uh, it's supposed to have at least one Android update, hmm. which... It no, they, they've they've said Moto, Moto four point four point three. No, no, there you Moto, go. Motorola have said one major update. Exactly, not mm-hmm. one yeah. update. They've said one major update. So it will so be five, five right around the yeah. corner. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then, and then, and then, then, then you're stuck. Then you're stuck. Then you throw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know the article for points out something that's what did really you want? Yeah. no, no. But the article points out something that's really good. I mean, I've gotten messages from people who are going to get you know one of these uh, low cost pay as you go plans. And the phones they're looking at on those plans are like running in 4.1 and 4.2 and no longer updatable. So for a comparable amount, they're getting a phone that's that's at least current. And for accessibility, there are a couple new features which are worth it. So, so I think this is kind of cool, even though it's not going to be a primo phone. It's, you know, a current phone. I must admit that the Moto G... Um, I mean, I've, had, I've, I've got the Moto G, and I love the Moto G uh, in the sense that the battery life is insane. You know, I get three or four 
days of relatively heavy use out of it. Nexus 5, no dice. So, I don't know. It does seem to be counter to, let's say, something like some of the new Lumias or other phones that are coming out with 8 megapixel front cameras, which, again, yeah. that's straight at the selfie market. Yeah. So, I, I, I think it's interesting branding, and it certainly does set it apart. And I imagine if you don't do a lot of Skype or other type of products like that, you would be okay with no front-facing camera, but for some sighted individuals, that is going to be huge. I can just see people asking Peter Meyer for talking face detection for the front camera. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> just, just wait for it. I want to do my own selfies, and I'm blind, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he has all this extra time, and he's, he just, you know. <laughs> he, he'll just use that Facebook API that <laughs> yeah, supposedly exactly. doesn't look at face recognition. <laughs> totally. All that. Yeah. Uh, no, that's your friend on a bender <laughs> from Facebook. It's funny you should mention the camera app. The stock camera app we talked about last month, apparently Google is putting features back into that. Mm, what do we think about the current stock camera app getting things put back into it that were removed? It almost seems like we deprecated it. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. Isn't it? Well, actually, the the stock camera app is um, now available on the market. So if your phone doesn't have it, you can get it. Now, I don't use the camera on my phone because I'm blind, but um, <laughs> other people do. Tap tap. See? Even the blind ones do. You know, campfire. Google goggles? <laughs> I do use Google goggles. Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Right, I, I, do if I, kept going, I was going to bring up the browser here and start going you through got, the camera app on the you store. Could, it wasn't a minute. You could, you're telling fibs now, Anna. We know you use the camera, really. I, I use the camera. I am a secret uh, Ansel Adams. <laughs> Selfie taker. Anyway, so where was I? I was mocking. I'm sorry. Be good. <laughs> no, no, no. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. Uh, we were talking about the stock camera app deprecation, and now it's available on the store. Yes. Yeah, I, th I think I think unfortunately, I mean, all the buttons are labelled, and it's quite nice to use the, the the camera, the stock camera. But unfortunately, the gallery is still not accessible. So you know, yeah, you, you take agreed. a picture and you just hear image or whatever. You know, very useful. Yeah, and that surprisingly, I do use. I do use the gallery because people do take cameras on my phone, <laughs> yes. and I want to label them. So that well, needs to be accessible. They, they take yes. they take pictures on your phone, if not cameras. You <laughs> My, my mother Correct. my mother asked me for the pictures off her phone and she's running an S3. Yeah. And wowie wow, was that fun to try and figure out which <laughs> app did you take pictures with? And no, they're not in the gallery. Okay, no, they're not here. Uh, no, oh, they're over here in stock camera. I didn't know that was active. I thought it would be some TouchWiz camera. For the novice you does pictures, especially we're back to this whole concept of skins with default apps that you're not familiar with, man, you've got to spend a lot of time sometimes learning that root yeah. drive yeah. of that phone to yep. figure out where some of that stuff is. And like Anna, I get very good at saying, oh, April 12th at 6, you know, yeah. in the afternoon, mm -hmm. we were at University of Houston, so I've got a good idea of what these pictures are. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can do that by time and date, of course, but... It <laughs> If now, you knew Steve, exactly when that was being taken. Yeah. Now, Steve, there was some discussion about improvements to the stock app in terms of accessibility. Have you messed with it? I mean, buttons being labeled, you mentioned that. Um, yeah. That, that, I know in the past you couldn't switch it between, yeah. like, front and back facing and blah, yeah. blah, blah. You, you can that, do all that, that now. Changed? You can do all that accessibly. Oh, yes, you can. Good, good, good. But the gallery's not accessible. I thought that was funny. 
Yeah, well, maybe that'll be the next update. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're tying Google apps into so many things, like uh, Google Maps now can hook you on over to Street View, which is nice. Yeah. And they actually opened up Street View so you can go back eight years to the original pictures if they're available. So you can oh, see wow. how dilapidated that new house uh, you thought about buying really was uh, before you bought it. <laughs> That time machine is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> but they also did some things for like letting you know about lane changes and some of that ways integrations. We're starting to see some of that information. Oh, yeah, this, come is, this is a maps update as well, Google. isn't it? Yeah. Uber integration. And by the way, we also have uh, a thing in the show notes. JJ, who uh, isn't with us today, but did talk about that Uber is looking for people for beta testing and some of their apps for Android. And you can find that either on Twitter feed or in the show notes at that androidshow.com. I use Google Maps a lot. And Me too. Back to that, yeah. you know, I logged into Gmail, so I'm going to tie all these things together to my Google Calendar, my Google Now, especially if I want to use Google services for hotels. And to come off the plane and just tap navigate to hotel yeah yes please yeah <laughs> from yeah. notifications yeah. is great yeah. oh yeah. it's gorgeous yeah oh yeah uh, especially if you do a lot of travel i do that too one thing that's exciting about um the google maps is that now it gives you realistic time if you use public transit mode i use public transit mode occasionally and in the past it would be good about telling me which corner to catch my bus on um and which bus to wait for and what time it would arrive. But, you know, sometimes you get to the corner and it's, you know, you have to wait 30 minutes. Or sometimes by the time you walk over to the next, uh, you know, corner half a mile away, you're going to maybe miss the bus. Yeah. So right. now it gives you better um, information about that, which is nice. Uh, especially mm. in major cities that are using uh, Wi-Fi on the bus or yeah. uh, have linked their, their city tags for those because there's a lot of reasons you would do that in a city. I would point to convention traffic. Mm. So a oh, city yeah. like Austin, Houston, San Diego yeah. would do that. My, my biggest gripe at the moment about maps, and it still seems to do it, is when it speaks introduction uh, instructions to you, TalkBack also speaks the damned instructions to mm -hmm. you. Um, now, Google mm -hmm. haven't got that very well integrated. You know, it, they, it should either speak through TalkBack or the TTS, you know. And I find myself actually not having the ability sometimes to reread mm. a instruction yeah. unless I swipe backwards. Yeah. If I do explore by touch, yeah. I, mean, I don't always get if, that. If I'm in a car with me. someone sighted, Joe, I have to suspend TalkBack because TalkBack yeah. just gets in the way. Yeah. And I use different voices in the Google TTS for that very reason. So uh, uh, Amy Avona, in those situations, I'll switch to Amy Avona because she's a little quieter. Can you, Joe, yeah. can you set the TTS in maps separate to the yes. TTS? I don't believe you can jack no, yes. with well, the TTS. Well, it's speaking. You hit the volume yeah. while the maps is speaking because that's on the notification volume. Right. Right. Yeah. She's, she's right about that. No, no, I, no, no. Yeah, I don't mean so the volume. I've done it. I don't mean the volume. Can you actually set... But he meant the actual voice that Google Maps Can you set the Google voice Maps to a different utilizes. voice that talk, than TalkBack is using? Oh, a different voice. No, no, yeah. I don't know that. No, I'm sorry. See, that's, yeah. that's where Google going no. wrong with this. They, they should let you set the TTS separately for Maps, because then you could turn well, TalkBack way and, down or... You know, turn the other one way up. Or? Lisa, Lisa Salinger on our team, uh, host of Sarah Spectives and is on Sarah Talk, uh, calls her Google Griselda. And um, she's she has some issues with general TTS. And I asked her, I said, <laughs> well, did you get the 230 meg download of some of the you know new Google TTS voices? And she goes, yes. And that's just a clearer version of the voice I don't like. It is, and yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. you know, very funny. I, I, actually, um, I actually feel sorry for you guys because the UK voices are much better than the US ones. It is. Yeah. 
It is. It is much better. Especially than my robot man now going back. <laughs> she's not. She's not. Yeah. Uh, the Google US default voice is not as grating as Samantha on iOS. But <laughs> I, if I had to hear it for a long period of time, no. And that's why I went and jumped over to Avona and played yeah. with other voices. Yeah. There are things you can do with Google now, like take me home to navigate. You know, navigation home. Yeah. That is just fantastic. Yeah. And yeah there definitely. are some things about that that work really, really well. Well, we had uh, last month, Anna talked about some great things with calendar and some other things that you can do with Google now. So be sure to check out the uh, show notes. Also one that we get a lot, gestures. And how do I use Google gestures? Anna covered that back in September. So um, when you're thinking about writing that Android show, go back about six months to a year and see if we covered it. And if not, then yeah, we really want to cover it because that's probably a burning question. And don't forget, you have google.com slash access as well. So if you're worried about some of these things and you're an initial Google user and some of the stuff we talk about here is kind of intermediate to advanced. Um, so just for those things that you send into resources at sarotalk.com or ask us about on Twitter, some, some of those resources are available because I don't know about you guys, but I get a lot of people who come new to Android who might hate iOS for any zillion of reasons, especially if they're low vision. Uh, saying, <laughs> I just don't feel inclusive. I don't feel like I can jump in. I don't feel like there's a basics guide for for getting involved. And I'm like, wait, but we covered that. Check us out. The biggest complaint I get about Android is we want an Apple Viz for Android. Not possible. Mm. No. Oh, no. Not possible for almost 16 different reasons that we've already talked about on this particular podcast. Would you like that for... Touch Wiz on the Galaxy S3 or Touch Wiz on the Galaxy S4, or now you just heard about how Touch Wiz it's is easy, different isn't on it? the Galaxy S5. There's only S5. one eye device, you know, there's only one, yeah. you know, way of doing it. Absolutely. So, and and there's good and bad as we yeah. we found out last, you know, April yeah. Yeah. with that. Yeah. <laughs> and some people really like that. And there's no one device for one person, unfortunately, if you, if you have to be in one. And as crazy as it is, we're not the ones to kick around anymore. Uh, go take out uh, Windows Phone Adventures, the hashtag. You'll find out a lot about <laughs> Windows Phone. And yeah. Who knew? Stop blaming Google. Let's go beat up on Microsoft. There's an old chestnut that's always <laughs> well, there, fun to There do. is speech in 8.1 now. So There you know, is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, now there you've got the rater. There, so there could be. Are we going to have that no. window show, Joe, then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Except the open pick, window. What are, what are you picking up where JJ leaves off? Are you, are you the... <laughs> She's going to pick up that torch and set me on fire, are you? <laughs> well, this was Steve's last show, everybody. I hope everyone knows. Goodbye. Golly. I, I, new shows on SPN. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'll get you right into development on that. Um, you know what else can happen is you can go to a shopping mall with Google Now and get a list of things that are available. Uh, and I, this is super cool. No, you oh, can't. Totally. More indoor mapping. Only in the U.S. More totally. indoor mapping. Only in the U.S. Well, it's only available in the U.S. and parts of Canada and parts of Japan. Exactly. And what it does we, is we it gives you... More. I'm, I'm bored with all this only available in the U.S., Joe. I'm getting bored with it. <laughs> You've got love you, film. You, you lot are so insolent, I'll tell you. <laughs> but, well, we have a lot of debt, too, and you people yeah, organize that's your true. money. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. But your phone system and your phone options are way better than that. <laughs> exactly. It so, Steve, does all come out in the wash. quality or quantity that you're about, sir? <laughs> <laughs> So, now this this is great. So, Google now gives you cards. When you go into a mall, it gives you cards that list all of the businesses there. So, like, uh, 
a few weeks ago. Or used we to be there, to depending on the, your mall. Yeah, exactly. That's like 25% of the yeah. store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's now a Halloween town. That's <laughs> the cool thing is that in some malls, it actually gives you guidance. So I want to, you know. That's yeah, totally. It's like Saz, wear my shoes, baby. You know, yeah. that'd be so fantastic. You know, when's when you start doing more of this? Because Apple and Google are on this huge race for indoor mapping. And you have iBeacons on one side, and you have Google with its location-based Wi-Fi on the other, and some other technologies that both of these companies really haven't talked about yet. We benefit. I am all for this space race of indoor oh, yeah. mapping. This is something we've all dreamed about for years. Yeah. This is another yeah. reason why yeah. I don't disagree with the Google Glass social experiment, which is what some people are calling it now. But yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about that at all because in the case of what Steve's talking about, it could be just a matter of people walking around malls for a couple of days, just like they were doing, remember, with the Google Explorers, oh, yeah. uh, where they would do Street View with a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that stuff could be added or uploaded. And, of course, this is a, a first release, but it's, I'm not surprised if that kind of stuff in the UK did happen, like if you had a Harrods mm. or a Tesco. Yeah. So it's entirely possible. Oh, yeah. And it can even be part of like a Google package, you know, where maybe stores get like a little receiver or chip or something that they can put in the uh, door. AdSense, well, we'll add you right on in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a program on the BBC on Monday called BBC Click, and this is relevant because they were talking about Google Glass, and they were, they were saying the biggest problem with it is face recognition, and that's what people are scared of. I love it. I fancy that. Yeah. You know, your wife is in 20 mm -hmm. feet or whatever, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and, and you go the other way. Ray Kurzweil. <laughs> yeah, about face. <laughs> you, you might want to consider buying her some new clothes. Yeah. Why don't you go over here? Exactly. <laughs> I, I fancy that. I, I like the idea of being able to look uh, around with Perhaps Google. you would not like to eat at that particular fishing <laughs> ship shop. No, uh, it could get you into trouble. When Ray Kurzweil was brought on to Google, I thought to myself, yes, it's the singularity, but also Ray is famous for saying, you know, with KNFB Reader, he could see a future where it could say, Joe, Anna, and Steve sitting at a table. The table is in the middle of the room. It's 30 feet away from you, and there's an empty chair. And he saw that contextually that kind of stuff could happen. So whenever I hear these kinds of things about Google and face recognition or indoor mapping, I keep thinking that Ray saw this a long time ago and was working towards that. So he's a perfect fit. Yeah. For what Google is wanting to do. And I think that's just, again, the Siri situation, right? Siri and voice recognition and all leads to Apple putting devices in cars for hands-free devices. Where it starts off with us, there are some general benefits to things. Nest, the purchase of Nest in the connected home, and we could have something that tells us what's going on at home through a device that talks Totally fine with that. So where some people do draw the tinfoil hat comparison to some of this technology, I don't deny that those things aren't a part of a nefarious plan, but anything that benefits us as a side project or a byproduct. Talking of Nest. I'm perfectly fine with Does it. anyone have it or does anyone know anyone that has J it? JJ does. JJ has it, yeah. He, he, he's, he's spoken about it here and said <laughs> that the app has some issues and uh, I believe he's even reported some of those for both iOS and Android. Yeah. But it's a first step kind of thing, right? Well, we have it's, another one called Hive in the UK. Oh. We have another one which yeah. is by British Gas called Hive. And uh, Hive is, they say, you know, controls your heating and things like that. 
Oh, um, very cool. Yeah. and Does uh, it use a cell phone app as well? Yes, it does. Yeah, it uses Android or iPhone. Oh, is it accessible? Do you know? I have no idea. Um, I, I found out about it recently, but it's been advertised a lot on television. Uh-huh. Um, if you mm-hmm. if you sign up to British Gas, which I'm not, but if you sign up for your energy with British Gas, uh, they'll give you a high for free. Um, oh, wow, so wow. this is uh, quite interesting. It's quite exciting to me that you can be away from home and check the temperature of your house. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing people head that way. I mean, that's that's certainly the arms race. Um, yeah, you could use guide dots to be able to use some of this wonderful technology. Steve, what pray tell is guide dots? That's well, walking braille, isn't it? Um, no, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> actually, it's um, quasi GPS app. It's a kind of GPS app which has additional things. Basically, the way it works, and I haven't really tried it outside the house, but I just did it here, is a grid of buttons on the screen. And the buttons are things like guide dog friendly, audio friendly, braille friendly, and so on. So as you're walking along, if you come to a service or something that you you think is particularly something friendly, uh, you can press that button and it will then mark that place as whatever friendly. Now... It also has things like walking obstructions and things like that. So if you come across something where there is bushes in the way or something, you can mark it as a walking obstruction. But, the, it, you know, it's, it sounds great. It sounds a really good app. But the problem is you can't remove these things. So it's up to the developer to remove these things that you've recorded. Now, uh? I I said to him about this on email, and he said something to the effect that, you know, we, we don't just allow people to remove things because it might be a business. And I said, but walking obstructions are not necessarily permanent, you know. Absolutely. So once, yeah. the, exactly. once the building work is done, once the roadworks are fixed, once, you know, you want to remove it, don't you? You know, so yeah. it, it seems crazy to me that it's a kind of one-way system. You know, you can add all you want. Agreed. And the other problem with Guide Dots is that if you press one of these buttons, there's no going back. You know, there's no yes, no, are you sure? And of course, you, we we all know you can double tap anything by mistake, because talkback oh, might speak especially something. Especially when you're walking around out in the Absolutely, field. you know, talkback might yeah. speak something, and then it might speak something else which you don't notice. But you double tap, so talkback had focus on the next button. Yeah. Um, and of course, mm. so there's no, there's no. Are you sure? Do you, do you really want to record this as a dog guide dog friendly place? Yes or no? It just accepts it. So I'm really quite concerned about that aspect of it. But it does yeah. use the Facebook check-in system for telling you of places nearby again that's a good and a bad thing because of course it's community driven so if you get facebook places like curling up on the sofa they tend to be not that useful (laughs) you know (laughs) but you know it's a good idea and it's free that's the other point is this app something that I use, you know, maybe I set up Google Maps to navigate someplace and I use this in addition, or does it integrate with Google Maps to give me guidance? It seems to integrate with Google Maps, although, again, because I haven't used it outside the house yet, I've only just installed it, I'm not sure. But I think it integrates with Google Maps to give you turn by turn, and mm-hmm. I think it only does walking as well. Oh, so excellent. It doesn't, doesn't do driving, it does walking, as far as I know, because it's really designed for people with guide dogs and things in their hands and so i can kind of see why they don't have yes and no on the buttons because you don't want to stop and think hang on where's that button do i hit the yes button or the no button but if you can't reverse any action that you've done then it becomes a bit silly 
Yeah. I guess you could use um, OK Google and talk to, oh, wait, TalkBack would be there. <laughs> I, I forgot. But uh, it seems like there may be a way around this yeah. open mic. Open mic, yes. Open mic is a kind of replacement for OK Google. Problem with OK Google is it works with TalkBack turned off, but not with TalkBack turned on. So somebody's developed this thing called Open Mic, which works. And uh, it, it apparently there is this setting. What is it called, Anna? What pocket? You are so evil. You're going to make me say that. <laughs> I am. I'm not going to tell them. You tell them what is it called. <laughs> Somebody typed this on the ice free list, and I'm hoping it's a typo. But if you check a setting called pocket spank. <laughs> I love it. The I app love works 85% <laughs> of the time. <laughs> we don't know what that means. And but. I'm not going to do any of the five <laughs> answers to that that came to my head. <laughs> Typos or otherwise. There are uh, make your own jokes at home, everybody. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. This is kind of <laughs> neat that we have the ability to do that, especially, you know, in other versions of Android that – may not have all the features of later versions of Android. So there's some things that are specific to Google Now or Google Search uh, that are KitKat-y type things. And it would be neat if Open Mic would yeah. allow me to talk to some of these uh, apps that may not necessarily we'll perhaps, work with that. We'll perhaps talk about more of it next time. I, I didn't have time to install it, so I haven't tried it. But Open Mic, not the other yeah, thing. Yeah, Open right? Mic, that is. Um, yeah, and apparently, okay. I think Just establish it. I think it's free, so you, your pocket won't get spanked too much. Um, <laughs> nice, nice, nicely done. No. Not in a bad way, anyway. No, no. no there you go. <laughs> And you wonder why JJ wasn't here today. And there are things that can help you set up a phone for the first time. Uh, we have a link here in the show notes about some ideas on setting up phones. Anna, did you find these helpful here from this link? Oh, yeah, this is great. This is a blog called qchristensen.wordpress.com. That's Q-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-S-E-N. And he's got links for three types of setup um, that would be helpful to low vision users, uh, speech only users, and I don't remember what the other one was. And so, you know, you click on these links and he suggests lots of apps that you might use. And they're actually pretty good. Um, I read the um, speech only uh, setup and it's typical of the things that people on the eyes free list recommend. I tend to use stock apps, so like he suggested Nova or Apex, and I just use the regular um, home screen things like that. But but it's there. It's very good advice. It's based on um, obviously based on user um, yeah experience. So so that it's a really good place I, to start if you're new to Android. I will say I, I think I, I don't know um I, I guess Joe's going to talk about uh, the Google Now launcher in a minute in this regard but I I think the reason I use Nova is not accessibility so much as efficiency. You know, mm -hmm. you can do things like uninstall apps that are on the home screen without going into the settings and apps and, you know, messing around. You can just mm -hmm. long press it and select right. uninstall. And I love right. that kind of thing. And you can back up your settings. So when you go to a new phone, you don't lose your home screens and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, so your your exact layout is as you want it on, on every phone as you go across. Um, mm -hmm. And all you got to do is back up a directory 
called Nova Launch, I believe it or not, imaginatively. And uh, you, you get <laughs> you get your screen back, you know, you get your home screens all back. Mm-hmm. So I, I like Nova Launcher more for efficiency than accessibility. And it's not just us. Yeah. Twit, you know, this week yeah, in tech, yeah. Leo has shown Nova uh, all about Android. Gina and and crew has shown that. Uh, also, we've also seen that kind of thing on Twig. It's it's more uh, like you said, based on efficiency. It's just again, we get that kind of bonus because the UI is very conducive to talkback. Yeah. And I used the Google Now launcher just to see what that was like and to say, okay, now I I need to know why they broke this out or what this looks like or how it highlights Google services. And I did that. Uh, and then I went back to home stock. <laughs> I can't swipe away that Google Now card. That is, I w- and for the testing purposes, I was swiping away cards on my Droid 4 and then going back to the Nexus where I have the Now launcher. And that was really annoying. It was really, I mean, it's really neat how it's done and I get the idea and the concept of it. And I actually mentioned that at CSUN and said, you know, when they said, do you have any questions? Because I'd showed all my devices and, you know, everything like I had said before. Uh, but that was my question that I asked him was like, look, this launcher is kind of really wonky with, with TalkBack. And uh, they were like, no, no, if you tap and hold, if I tap and hold, it activates the item. I can't swipe. You know, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is not a focus. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's kind of an issue. And I don't know that that is fully baked yet. Like most software, here's version one. We will patch as we go. <laughs> But on the subject of the launchers and um, removing apps from the home screen, that's gotten a lot more reliable using the home, uh, the stock home screen. So if you just long press and swipe up to the, um, not swipe, but drag up to the trash can at the top center of the screen, um, that usually works most of the time, especially if you start dragging as soon as you hear the... um, Chime. I mean, that, that really is working now. A couple of people on the Spanish Android list say that they long press and then they just sort of kick the um, <laughs> icon up. I have not yeah. gotten that to work, but my carpal tunnel sure has been flaring, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen some people um, with low vision work better in, in yeah. landscape than portrait. Yeah. Now, mm. I, like, I like the certainty of long press and then find the remove button. <laughs> Right, right. No, I, I wish we had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Context boxes. What a concept. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, again yeah. we're 2001. Uh, oh, 2011. The Moto E. No, uh, uh, there's <laughs> no. just some things about UI and UX. Right. Everybody tries to reinvent the UI wheel, but it really yeah. comes down to user experience, and user experience is sometimes based in reality or tropes that have been taught to us since the days of DOS or original GUI. And that's why people can try all these different, okay, perfect example. I've invented the new keyboard and it's better than any other keyboard. And I like Dvorak, but I no, there's a reason why the 104 is the 104 keyboard and people have grown accustomed and used to it. And we would have had this conversation just five years ago about T9. Yeah. Show yeah. me a kid yeah. now who knows T9. Used to be everywhere. So as the smartphone becomes the generic base phone and we get away from dumb phones or feature phones as they were once called, uh, what we want in a device will change all over again. And we don't know that until we've tried something new and then go, (laughs) you know, back in my day, we used to blankety blank, blank, blank. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all a game after all, a quiz app game. This came to us from our Twitter feed. Someone uh, wrote us at that Android show on Twitter. 
and recommended that if you are looking for more games, you know, we talked to uh, Quasi not too long ago about Spellstack. Well, this is a quiz game called Quiz App, and it's recommended that it works great with TalkBack. I don't think any of us here have played with that yet, but um, seems to be a recommendation. And uh, let us know what you guys think. Re- write us over at resources at sarotalk.com or leave us an eye report right there in that iBlink radio app, which was updated not too long ago for Android as well as iOS. Yeah, I mean, this sounds fun. And um, if anyone's played it, please let us know um, whether it's a good solo thing or group thing, you know, for parties. And um, there's nothing like trivia with chips and beer, I'll tell you. And um, so you might want to let us know about it so we can Mm. include it on our app list. There were a couple of stories here that we have in the lineup that were aimed straight at Jay, Um, especially since he's a developer (laughs) like Sarotech. I uh, figured he would really have some opinions about the Oracle versus Google uh, flip over here. Uh, the federal court said that uh, APIs are copyrightable and uh, that is developer speak for let's start a flame war on the internet because uh, <laughs> that will undo a lot of things, including some some things working with Java and uh, Java runtime and Java uh, script and all sorts of other Cody type stuff that we won't go too deeply here, but it could affect and impact Android. And in fact, some of that does spill over to the Microsoft Google agreement of Android to some minor respect. There was a wonderful article that I saw just recently about the Supreme Court not knowing what Netflix was as in regard to Netflix and that some of them weren't aware of what HBO was or was on online. And these are people who are going to determine the Aereo decision on whether you can watch TV on your tablet through an antenna, uh, very slingy boxy. But these are people who are messing with software, not knowing what they're messing with. I'm sorry, Anna, you were going to say? Oh, well, that's what the article in the show notes alludes to. And the article in the notes is actually a, a very clear article that explains what the problem is in ways that a non-techie person um, would understand. And what it says is that at stake are the APIs. And so Google won the right in, a, in an earlier lawsuit to use some of these Java APIs. And in this current decision, Java um, is going to... Um, be able to claim that they're copyrightable and either charge for them or deny access. And so one of the legal scholars who commented on this said that the judges who are making this these rulings really don't understand the technology that they're ruling on at all. And no. so the ruling is very much out of context. You, you, the, and yeah. you look to our elected representatives in the United States, they're not much better. Remember, um, Tim Cook got accosted by John McCain and said, why does my phone update all the time? I'm tired of it. Make that go away. (laughs) And then, then they got the update all feature that we had in Android, you know, uh, and, and in Apple's case, uh, and we can too, if we go in and flip the checkbox, if we feel so inclined, but you can have all those automate, uh, update Mm. automatically, which of course says goodbye data plan, uh, to some of those big (laughs) ones on the iPad, uh, like, you know, star Wars assault team. That's been 73 MB every time it's updated, uh, cause (laughs) they just redo the entire image and (laughs) you know, that's a lot, that is a lot of, of data to be messing around with. And you have a bunch of people who just, I don't care how you do it. Just do it. It reminds me of the uh, Apple firmware updates you know where they wouldn't let you delete the update oh, Do you remember that, that guy that yeah. sued him for oh, about 50 yes. bucks wasn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what this means 
you know, is that law can never really catch up to technology, not that it ever really has. And technology has been allowed to kind of self-regulate itself in many, many ways. Or you have people who try everything because the freedom of, of, of software is there. I'm looking at you, Mark Zuckerberg, and Facebook Home and <laughs> then telling developers last month, hey, you know what? We're actually going to leave those developer APIs alone for two years. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's really nice of you. Something permanent at Facebook. Who knew that it was possible? <laughs> and that all comes back down to what we just talked about a minute ago, user experience versus you know, user, user interface. Yeah. And when is enough? And you know, do you need this big honking cell phone to run all this software? And uh, no, not necessarily if all you want to do are these four or five tasks. And why should those become more complicated? All does come back into this Oracle decision. So it could have real huge ramifications. We may get Jay to talk about it next month because uh, I know this story went in here specifically because I know he would have something to say about it. Uh, yes. And so it'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens here. And of course, it'll always be appealed, the same as Samsung versus Apple. Um, yes. That's still going on and probably never will stop uh, much as we want it to. And there's same thing here with bloatware. There's an article here from Time about bloatware. And this, again, is one of those articles that Anna just mentioned about a real-world look at what this stuff is to a lower-tech-level reader um, to try and get them to understand what some of this stuff is. Yes, basically it's a rant about bloatware being um, annoying. And um, for the example he gives is that he has um, a Verizon phone that has three text messaging apps, one for Google, yep. one for Verizon, and one for yep. Samsung. And, and yep. you know, it's taking up memory. It's slowing things down. Yep. And, yeah, but if you go into Hangouts, you can let it do it all, baby. <laughs> oh, exactly. And yeah. So, I mean, the, the cool thing is that in recent versions of the OS, you can disable them, but they're still there, and they're still taking up space, and yep. they're still yeah. annoying. So, Slacker. Um, I cannot get Slacker off the Droid 4 unless I mod it or really go in and yeah. roast it. I was going to say, or, custom ROM, custom ROM. Uh, exactly. And <laughs> you will get very depressed uh, on an older phone because the trend has been to get rid of that more and more in mm. my experience. I don't know about yes. some some others or, or certainly the one that's mentioned here. And there are 1,100 – there was a great article. There was 1,100 Samsung apps and none of them are well-liked. <laughs> that <was really> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, but if you go into services, right, you go in and you start looking at what services are running and you start like going on the web and looking those up and you're like – I don't even use that. Why are you running in the background, taking up memory or space? Why? Or battery. Why, you know? Or battery, yeah. Yeah. Battery, oh, gosh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yes, the yeah. battery. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And those are just shoved in there. So yeah. there are certain apps that are part of that. And every once in a while, you will see an update that will remove those because some of those services may disappear off the face of the earth. So it was really popular back then when they made that deal to make sure it was on your phone, but now they don't really sort of exist. So those apps go away. But he is right about the text messaging. Yes, and as a footnote, this just reading this article led me to one of my own personal rants. Every like two or three paragraphs, there's an ad and a bunch of links to other articles. <laughs> yeah. So I found that Would you like ironic to know more? as well. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is bloatware on the web, isn't it, really? 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. there's no picker there, so I can't necessarily do a picker to say use this <laughs> yeah, yeah. just once. <laughs> exactly. All the time. You know? Yeah. Uh, but Hangouts is the most insidious because I use Hangouts for some things, but I don't use Hangouts for other things, and I don't want all my stuff to run through yes, Hangouts. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that one. That one's the Google uh, approximation of bloatware, and yeah. it's really funny because if we've had this big thing with Google Plus where. The head of Google Plus has stepped down and they might deprecate some services out of Google Plus. Then it becomes an issue of, well, wait, I believed in the Google ecosystem, so I threw all my data into you and I forgot <laughs> things like Google Buzz and other Google things that have been deprecated. <laughs> so where do I land, right? Yeah. And we just saw that with Google Reader not too long ago, yep. right? So there, there, yeah. there, are, there are good and bad with going with stock just as much as there is good and bad with putting into something like FlipZoo and saying, mm. yeah, I'm going to do this. And then here comes Zillow and here comes, you know, all these other like apps, Haytel, um, you put your time and effort into an ecosystem and no one is safe. And I think WhatsApp is going for voice calling, mm. isn't it? So uh, yeah, let's talk about that for a moment since you brought it to the table, <laughs> shall we? Um, <laughs> in this case with WhatsApp and why Facebook bought it in that situation, it's more of a play for international, right? Cause yeah. internationally WhatsApp is extremely popular more it than sure other yeah. things here. Yeah, we use it um, all the time. You know, over here, it's more the Instagram, Tumblr, you know, and all these other little messaging apps. But WhatsApp, definitely, uh, or Snapchat. There's the other one yeah. I'm forgetting about. Yeah. Right? yeah. So in that situation, WhatsApp is really good, but the experience can be very different. And I can at least say that if it's very popular outside the United States, the chances of it becoming more accessible for us is higher than an app that may be born here or come from here. Mm. Uh, because of the attitudes towards accessibility. Now, I know that's not the case, and that's a broad generalization. Yeah. But I still feel more comfortable that if it was kind of designed in the UK or designed in Europe or designed in India or somewhere else, you have a better opportunity for that to be more accessible because attitudes of developers are different. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. The whole thing puts me to sleep, Anna. <laughs> well, that's good because then you're not going to need those... Which streams relaxing music and sounds like birds. Anna was going to install and it, and then free. she fell asleep. Is that right, Anna? I did. That's true. Did. Yeah. <laughs> did. Dog and, on progress bars. <laughs> and you can set Downloading. it to, to have Downloading. a timer, or you can set it to um, just go on forever. You do need an internet connection, so you might stay awake thinking about your data plan. Um, but there are no ads. No, nah, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, you guys sleep with There's no ads, but then I, I couldn't enjoy such wonderful things like, uh, let's see here, uh, hmm, hold on, um, iTunes Radio Ambience. Apple.com <laughs> <laughs> should be able to answer that question. See, see, well, <laughs> let's see if I can do it this way. Play iTunes Radio Ambience. Looking for ambience. Sorry, I couldn't. Right, now watch this. <laughs> Watch this. I'm not done yet. Play iTunes Radio Ambient. Now playing the station Ambient Radio. So that's what you have to do. We were talking about voice commands and stuff earlier. <laughs> so you, you. But the the my favorite is that you don't have any ambient in your in in your iTunes library. That, <laughs> that's always really good. That, one, that one's really yes. really good. You can do something very similarly if you actually start putting up Google Music uh, in the same way, and you can actually do something like that. I like Google Music as it goes; it's quite good. I do, I do too. And Google Music for iOS has been actually updated. Uh, so if you like doing that platform crossover, 
you can do that. Uh, Google Music gives away a lot of free stuff around the holidays in the U.S. Woo, baby, Mm -hmm. just watch because at Christmas, they were giving away books and movies and music and just tons of stuff. And um, iOS actually has been giving away an app a week as well. They're not always accessible as in the case of Notability recently, but... Well, that's going to do it for the news. I hope you didn't go dozing off during that. Uh, We've got plenty more to come. We're going to talk about uh, some voices that are not in my head. Go figure. Uh, We're going to have an interview and, of course, all of that. And let me see if I can do this. Uh, The Sarah Talk Mailbag. (laughs) All coming up. I didn't didn't do it as loud as he does. Uh, All coming up more on That Android Show 28. Stay with us. Accessibility or A11Y refers to how software or hardware combinations are designed this is to make so the boring. To we don't have to learn this stuff, do we? We're just designing a website. Well, the UN estimates that there are over a billion people with disabilities in the world right now. That's a huge market, and those people need access to what we have, so yeah, actually we do need to learn this stuff, just not like this. Woohoo! I just got my new computer, got my screen reader going, got my software installed. Now I just need to complete this big project using all this software I've never used before. No worries, I know what I'm doing. Uh, maybe not so much. I really should have gotten some training on this stuff, but how? For situations like these, we need the Accessibility TV Network, delivering the best affordable video, audio, and text-based training for design professionals, accessibility experts, assistive technology trainers, and users. In order to finance the creation of the infrastructure for this network and develop courses, EasyFire LLC is creating a crowdfunding campaign, and you can be a part of it. Get in early on this exciting opportunity to remake training as we know it. Accessibility TV, or A11Y TV, will create a subscription-based network that will provide you with searchable, relevant, and affordable courses suited for your needs. Delivered via the web or mobile app, these courses will be designed and presented by industry-leading experts. The Accessibility TV Network will make sure that you understand the needs of people with disabilities no matter what job requires you to serve their needs. Or, as trainers or individuals with disabilities, you will have the latest resources you need to be the most independent you can be. The funds from this campaign will go to pay the highly qualified professionals who will deliver the best training experience you can find. And, by participating in this campaign, EasyFire has designed rewards so that you can receive the best benefits of your early support. You'll be able to tell us what training needs you have. Find courses on popular assistive technologies and how to use them with the software or websites you want to visit. As trainers, use the material to create and teach your own courses. Take as many courses as you want after the launch. Have access to video, audio, or text. Evaluate yourself to make sure you've learned the skills you need. Earn continuing education credits. Contribute now and double your subscription when Accessibility TV launches in the spring. For example, pay for a year, get an extra year free. This is a great idea and all, which means it's going to be really expensive, right? Wrong. How about the ability to view all courses for assistive technology users, have access to mobile apps and the mobile website, plus access to written, video, or audio course material for just $70 a year. And remember that when you contribute now, you get double what you pay for. That means a two-year subscription when the service launches in the spring for a contribution of $70. 
To view all our subscription options and to make your contribution, visit www.a11y.tv. That's a11y.tv. Or visit www.accessibility.training. Earlier in the podcast, we talked about an app called Doze, which streams relaxing music over an internet connection. Let's check it out. Before beginning this recording, I went to the Play Store and installed Doze Relaxing Music by IV. That's I-V-Y. The app's put an icon on my home screen, so I'm going to tap it. Doze. Doze. The interface is minimalistic. We have the word doze in the upper left-hand corner. Doze. And we have the word recline in the upper right-hand corner. Recline. Beyond that, there are only two buttons. Both are unlabeled. To find them, we need to swipe, even if, like me, you prefer to explore the screen. The buttons seem to move and they don't respond to single tap very well. The first button, button 11, unlabeled, allows us to set a sleep timer. Alert sleep approx. Options are, none, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours. None, 30 minutes, one hour, and two hours. Incidentally, you can explore on this screen. I'm going to select none. None. Dose. And when I tap that option, we go back to the main screen. I'm going to swipe again to the second button. Dose. Recline. Button 11, unlabeled. Button 6, unlabeled. All right. And this second button actually starts and stops the music. I'm going to double tap to start the music. And after a few seconds, I'm going to double tap again to pause it. The first few tracks we hear are music. This is typical. I'm going to stop the music. When I double tap the screen again, I hear a new track.
let's try one more. There were probably eight to ten tracks. The first half are musical. The last half are nature sounds, mostly water. Let's listen to one more. Oh, wow, storm. I like storms. Mm. I'm sleepy. Mm. Mm. Sleepy. Mm. Well, we did this thing called burying the lead, and by far one of the biggest news stories that came out in the recent months since we met last here in that Android Show Studios is ETI Eloquence is now out, available and fantastic. We talked about it coming out. Well, it did for 1995 US. Um, how much is that in, in the UK? Steve? It's about 15 pounds. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was 15 so pounds when I bought it. Yeah. If you bought it on first day, you got lots of updates. And so even if we had talked about it last month, we have seen some updates to this app that was released through Code Factory on the Google Play Store. Check your show notes to be able to learn more. How do we feel? I mean, I saw it back in CSUN and I was just freaking impressed. Well, um, Steve, you've been playing with it. Well, what do you think? Um, there we are. Um, if we unlock the phone, let me just... Uh, there we go. I'm in text-to-speech output. Um, it's very responsive. There you go. Um, it okay. is is now much better than the first update because the first update, the first release that came out was only the 16 kilohertz version, which doesn't work too well on Android. It tends to be a bit sort of sibilant and essy and you know, <laughs> bit sort of too clear almost for the little you know rubbishy speakers we've got you know and um so the you know people mistook that for distortion which it actually wasn't but it was it was kind of over quality as it were but now we've got the 11k or the 16k version and i have to say they've done a lot of work in this uh, these two updates you've got to use a dictionary so you can teach it words maybe fix the uh, seizure crashes whatever <laughs> yeah in the eloquence mm-hmm. if anyone remembers those and uh yeah it, it's uh, you know i can't say really anything but good about it as soon as i touch the notifications it, it, there you go it's immediate <laughs> you go um so yes it's extremely responsive more responsive than 
anything I've heard on either platform, I have to say, other than eSpeak on Android. And we know that eSpeak is even more robotic than Eloquence. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, really totally responsive and Code Factory done a great job on it. I wish the price wasn't quite so high, but that's because you have to buy all the languages, whether you want them or right. not. And the, the developer who was working on this has been really good about posting to the ice free list. So obviously he's reading the feedback yeah. and he's working on it. So, that, so that's really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Code Factory did the individual voice releases before, Yeah, uh, as we saw with mobile accessibility. So there could be some of that tied to, Ugh, we did yeah. that in the Play Store yeah. and that was a real pain. So that that could be part of that as well. In that it could be just easier one one choice, one thing to market, one thing under the playlist, and it helped them because uh, they soared into the top fifty apps that are paid apps uh, just a couple of days after it was released. Yeah, which you know, says a I lot found about, that really surprising. Now that's what I'm I was going to say. It's, yeah. where do you wanna, yeah. where do you want to take this conversation, Anna? Because it says a couple of things. Well, you know, I've been using computers since the 80s, and so I grew up with Eloquence, and I really like Eloquence because it's clear and I can speed it up and blah, 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 blah. But you haven't bought it yet. And when I got... (laughs) No, no. Well, yeah, but see, that's where I'm going. I actually haven't bought it just because I've been busy, but I probably will. Um, But the thing is this, when I first got my Android phone, I really missed eloquence and um i you know i don't mind voices like like serena and or whatever her name is samantha yeah um i don't mind them but i'm just not used to them and so it took me a while to get used to that type of voice on my phone and um then you know when i got my my 4.0 phone and um the google tts sounded like she was cranky and smoky and whiskey <laughs> you know i i just you know but now that i'm finally used to the voice of google and i like it and um you know droidy and i just screw really fine together I, I don't know that I want to hear eloquence on my phone. And so I, I was really surprised that all of these people who whine and complain about how, oh, I like a Capella or a Vona or whatever, because the other one has better voice quality or worse voice quality. And they just come on and on and on about voices. And then they buy eloquence. I, I'm just, <laughs> I was shocked. In, in, my, in my case, just, just to uh, defend that a little bit, in my case, um, eloquence is more responsive. It's nothing to do with the voice. I want to get the job done. So yeah, eloquence yeah, yeah. is more responsive than a cappella even, more responsive than anything else out on the market than other than eSpeak. And it's small. It takes up a small footprint and the phone runs snappy. And even my Moto I'll G. I'll buy that. Know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll buy that. Uh, I'll buy that figuratively because I haven't bought it. I don't, I don't need it. But yeah. I'll buy that over the I'm just used to it the philosophy because that sticks into what yes. uh, Anna just said yeah. where – there is a nostalgia with some voices, Keynote Gold or yeah. Yeah, yeah. Deck Talk is yeah. running the, the amount, or something like that. The amount right? of people have said to me, so, I want my phone to sound like Talks because Talks was eloquent. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now yeah. you can. Yeah. You know, now you can. Right. Uh, well, and I, yeah. and I, and I, I think we get used to some things. And like I've said on Sarah Talk, I use Anna from Avona. Uh, because she's very discreet and she's quiet and she doesn't blurt out things very loudly. But if but, I have it at a certain volume, only I hear it. I don't really want. But she's hellish laggy, Joe. 
she you move is, around she and you swipe and half a second later she's oh yeah I'll speak now I will give you that and, and, and I've done some things in the background on services to kind of sort of help myself with that I do know what you're talking about but I don't know that I really want this unless answer me this one Steve do you have the ability to speed it up beyond Google defaults? Yes, you Or do you feel do. like it talks faster? No. All you. right. Well, then that takes care of what JJ talks about a lot on this show, yeah. which no, is there's, there's, not fast there's, enough. There's a thing in the settings that says um, override Google speed setting, and then you've got another 20 steps, so you can go even faster. For some people, that's worth the 20 bucks it, or 15 pounds Absolutely, right yeah. there. And it's more fine steps than Google as well. I, I hate this rapid and right. very fast and fast and you know <laughs> very rapid and extremely rapid and, and, and very rapid is just a little bit more rapid than that. <laughs> and, this one goes to eleven. And, and very rapid is bloody slow, but don't worry about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So uh, yes, yeah. Google um, so machine Google, language. The, That's the, what this the one says. Does yeah, have a, more speed settings? It has the dictionary, yeah. the user dictionary. Okay. Um, it has numbers, digits, pairs, triplets. So you can you, you can oh, change. That's, that's actually really useful. Yes, that's actually re well done, Anna. You actually <laughs> you've admitted something useful, right? Okay. Now, yes, you see, it's not. No, just, no, I, I actually <laughs> I plan to buy Eloquent. But now, how much would you pay? It's not. It's not just. It's not just a TTS thing for me with Eloquence. It's a productivity thing. You know, I I don't yeah. want my speech saying one thousand nine hundred and twenty, or you know, in, I want it to say nineteen twenty if I want to sometimes, and I can switch that with Eloquence and. You know, acapella did that to some degree as well, but Google TTS just sucks at that sort of thing. You know, um, so, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to take know. the devil's advocate position on that particular so thing. I, I, for me personally, I hear you. For me personally, it's two things: responsiveness. Well, three things actually. Two uh, responsiveness is one. Efficiency in the sense of, you know, you can change the way it reads certain numbers, pairs, digits, etc. Uh, speed, more steps, so that's actually three. But the fourth is that developers, um, Code Factory, considering how quiet they've been in the past, have been remarkably responsive on this. I reported one of the bugs in uh, Eloquence is that it said the pound, the hash sign is pound. Now, in the UK, unfortunately, we have pound sterling. So the, the hash is called uh, hash yeah. in the UK, mm. right? right? So now right. UK Eloquence says hash, you see. And even if it didn't, I could correct it in the dictionary. Now, only acapella yeah. and eloquence allow you to do that. So th there's a lot of efficiency in there as well as just, oh, it's a nice, uh, you know, it's a, and you can really hear it at fast speed and understand it. And give it up for CF for taking it on the chin so much for MA. Absolutely. Because right? yeah. a lot yes. of people, yes. a lot yes. of people, including some of us at one point or another, yeah. dumped on, on, on CF. Yeah, I, I want to publicly To thank. turn around and do something this responsive and listen yeah. to the community. And, and like you said, that developer coming on and yeah. reading Google's iFree and yeah. responding to that I, I wanna, and updating I, yeah, it. Yeah, I want to thank Code Factory on this show. I don't know if they listen, but they, you know, they've done a great job with Eloquence. And all right, yes, it was it was a little bit expensive, I'd say. You know, we've gone into the blind ghetto apps type thing, you know, 20, 20 bucks uh. or 15 pounds for Eloquence. But, you know, heck, you know, if you want something bad enough and you want to use efficiency and things like okay, that. Okay, well, Embraille on iOS for 30. I mean, there, yeah, there yeah. is a limited a number yeah. of people that are going to determinedly use this app. And that's where I was getting down to on the paid apps. Yeah. Supporting a developer you know, developers are being forced into the 99 cent shoot, whether they like it or not, either, either premium 
or doing the incredible in-app upsale. And I would rather them do this up front and not bug me again than, hey, you want that feature? Or, hey, you want that voice? That's another blank, please. And I, they could. They could have easily have done that. Can I just say one more thing about Eloquence, Joe, before we move on from that? And that is that sure. on the Moto G, which is a fairly slow phone, it's fairly sort of low-end processor, slow phone. In Google's TTS, if you move around the keyboard, sometimes it misses so, you know, you, you, oh, yes. it, it clicks rather than says the word and, or the letter that right. you're on and you lift your finger right. off and it doesn't enter it or, you know, or, or it says the letter and you lift your finger and it doesn't enter it or whatever. Eloquence has made that work perfectly because of the small great. footprint, great, great. pretty much perfectly. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing. Yeah. That's another. So there's been a lot of reasons other than, hey, it's a good TTS. I, you know, I went out and bought it personally. I'm just saying yeah. in my, from my point of yeah. view. Well, back to the idea of um, commending Code Factory, I would agree with that, that they're bringing this out is, is commendable because it's something that is important to the community and they've been begging for it. And Code Factory did it probably thinking it may or may not go anywhere. But, you know, so so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and again, at 20 bucks, and to get into the paid apps either says a lot about there aren't that many paid apps. <laughs> uh. And in Google that, that and Android, that is true. Yeah, definitely. Or it says a lot about what people are willing to do to get what they want because yes. one of the biggest April Fool's jokes not too long ago is, <laughs> is everybody remembers on this show as we talked about it is eloquence for the iPhone and people really went absolutely mm. ape crazy hoping mm. that was yeah. real I saw know? I yeah. saw tweets on the on the I saw tweets say people saying I've been looking on the app store for 3 hours for eloquence yes <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that was just so you know, funny so that's It'll never that, happen. That, not on the that iPhone. is a perfect <laughs> example. And again, and again, is it is it again? Reed uh, is nostalgia, and you just can't stand, you know, Daniel or somebody like I, that. I mean, um, eloquence it, is just one of the synthesizers that's been yeah. almost killed six million it, times, but still manages it'll never to stay happen around on more iOS. than those other ones I mentioned. L look at how Voice Dream have had to get around using other voices, you know, by doing in-app purchases and, you know, right. and you can't use them system-wide well, and all that nonsense. Even you know. the clarity in 711 with yeah. when they changed the clarity level on Samantha, yeah. you know, that was huge. And in fact, yeah. if what's being said in uh, rumor circles, and maybe we'll hear more on our sister show, Triple Click Home, which is available at tripleclickhome.com, High definition audio is coming to the iPhone, not because it couldn't, because it just wasn't sellable. It wasn't a feature that you could put on that box to say it's magical, right? But when they changed Samantha to be more clear in the latest version of iOS, and I went back to my iPad one and heard, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and it, and so for some people, this is not a, uh, and I, I mentioned it as a nostalgia thing for some people. No, it's exactly like what Steve said. Now, then there are people who might want witches oh, for Halloween witches. as a voice. Hmm. Witches. Well, uh, let's see. Where's, where's my phone here? Um, Download complete. Yeah. Down. Text to speech output navigate up. Bitch. Did anyone notice just before it said acapella there, it said, hmm, acapella tea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get nothing done with this thing, kids, but it's brilliant. It is so It is really great for funny. Halloween. And, <laughs> do you know what? It's damn responsive. 
I don't know what Yeah, happened. that was crazy. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's a good And you said she randomly cackles. Yeah, she does. I mean I I've heard I've been reading tweets with it, you know, just for fun, and it'll go, um, Ranger Station thirty eight. <laughs> And things like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Steve, you, that was beautiful. You can't, you you can't make it do it at ran, uh, you know, at will. So I, yeah, I can't yeah. easily show you it, but you know, it is right. fantastic. But she just does. I, I don't know. She is... just does it. I want to read a Harry Potter with this baby. I tell you, I've got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Experiomus. <laughs> yeah. Email That's from great. the IRS. You owe us money. Yeah. <laughs> so the witch voice is, is from the inland revenue. made by a new company <laughs> <laughs> the, the witch voice is a, a product made by voxygen that's voxygen. oxygen that starts with a v yeah. as in victor and they have mostly a lot of french voices they do have one <laughs> spanish voice one arabic voice and three english voices do you, do you have so Paul which there, is Anna? one of them <laughs> yes I have Paul, and Paul is a normal voice, and here's what he sounds like. Let me turn him up. Yeah. Unlock. Settings. Um. Settings. Dropbox. Email. Facebook. Dropbox. Twitter. Twitter. App account. System. Date and time. So that's what he sounds <laughs> that's like. So it's kind of perturbed there. <laughs> well, <laughs> date and time. <laughs> I, I like the overdone O's, Joe. You know, this is obviously a linguist who's trying to talk English, so he's going Dropbox. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking clearly. The <laughs> rain in box. Spain stays mainly <laughs> on, on the plane. Un yes. Unlike yes. eloquence, though, folks, if you want a, a voice like that, it's it's only a buck. It's one dollar. It's eighty three pence in the UK for the voice. That's what the witchy voice was, anyway. Uh, that is awesome. Though. That is totally worth it for novelty value alone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I you believe just they want to have annoy people by leaving your like. Helium, yes, I got helium. I haven't got it. I haven't listened to that yet. <laughs> oh no! Now, oh, I didn't know that. What, 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 what you should be aware of, guys, is this: with these voices, you don't install a kind of HQ, as it were. You know, like with acapella, you install, you know, acapella right. HQ TTS engine, and then right. you download the voices within the app. With and these, then have a crash. With, the, <laughs> with these, <laughs> well, yeah. you, you, you buy the voice, and in the case of the witchy voice, she was 75 meg or something like that. And, and it said to oh. me, you know, you sure you want to download this on a data plan? You know, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, on Wi-Fi, on wi right? This is on Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> this is You're big. totally sure about Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> Please click yes. And I'm still going to ask you, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, just your data, whatever. I don't care. But I like the witchy voice. The, the Paul voice sounds interestingly quite good. But, you know, I, yeah. I, yeah, he's not as fun, though. No. You know? He's nowhere near as fun. And um, mm -hmm. I, 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 I look at these those like ringtones where you just yeah. want certain ringtones for people and and there are just some days that i like to leave my phone well if it's going to make automatic you know uh, things said or something like that I love to use them wouldn't like it that. be the bomb if you could set the voice to for certain tweets or emails or something wouldn't oh, absolutely that <laughs> would so be good um, oh my gosh that would that would that would be perfect for specific things like dms or something uh, <laughs> application specific voices
I put it on with Google Maps, you know, when we was in the car with Emma, you know, we were traveling somewhere and, yeah. I, and I put it on with Google Maps and I put the, <laughs> the witch voice on, <laughs> and it was, yes. on using GPS and it, it was going, turn left at the next roundabout. <laughs> you can just imagine, oh, you, know, if it gets, that's... you know, you imagine if it gets you lost, you know, and it just cackles a bit more, you know. <laughs> Why isn't Tom Tom selling their voices? They have Kit and Darth Vader and Homer and just there's so many potentials here. Majel Barrett from Star Trek. Oh man, there is just come on, people. See, Code Factory made it to the top fifty. Start selling your voices. We got that stuff. Repurpose that stuff. Let's go. We like that. We like uh, the witch and Paul and yeah. But yeah, yeah. So definitely something that's different and unique to our uh, type of phones that we use in tablets. So let us know what you think on what voices should be out there or what you would use these voices for. And uh, let me know how sibilant things are because uh, Steve is right about that. I, I do agree that there would be more clarity in certain sibilances than others, hence the reason about 711. <laughs> uh, and don't forget to listen to uh, that uh, uh, that Triple Click Home show too. Uh, Absolutely. Triple Click Home. Those guys also talk about some things like what Steve mentioned with Voice Dream and others because there are um, nuance. Nuance is the powers behind that. There's a rumor that Apple is going to develop their own TTS but you also had people like um, Voiceware release Paul and Kate. Because when you say Paul, I keep thinking of um, Neo Speech Paul. And uh, whenever we yeah. have the same voices or, or same names of voices, I get confused at times. I'm, can I, um, I'm getting older. Can I, get, I ask a stupid question then? I mean, the, the TTS Alex then, isn't that an Apple TTS? The, the, the Apple, yes. the TTS Te- they use on uh, OS ten, OS X or whatever. Yep. That's, that's an yep. Apple TTS, isn't it? And how come that hasn't landed on iOS? There were rumors that I can't speak to, but we'll make a supposition here on the podcast with a very uninformed opinion yeah. uh, that it was memory at the time. Yeah. If you remember your old Neo Speech Jennifer back yeah. in the day, you could only use her in certain situations yes. yeah. or under certain chipsets. Yeah. And so Jennifer wasn't on everything. Uh, the same way that Julie isn't on everything for Neo Speech. And now that isn't the case, you know, processor wise or what have you. Then you have a whole nother generation that's used to Samantha. So for as many people who are used to read eloquence, there's a whole brand new generation of people who are used to Samantha and only Samantha and could imagine using anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's before we ever go back to the vocalizer voices. And now we're back to MA all over again. So um, there's choice and there's options and there are global options. And so go out there. If you're interested, go out there and support code factory or go get these voices or, Go get Will from afar, one of JJ's favorites. Yeah. Well. So, <laughs> oh, we need a conversation between Will oh, from afar and the witch. Oh, them to talk to each other. Oh, my God. That would be funny, wouldn't it? We need them Happy to read something Halloween. nice and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That would be so funny. Interesting. <laughs> two speech output. Isn't this a button? To an example, play a short demonstration of speech synthesis. Home button. I love how she gets cranky all of a sudden. I love it. (laughs) Today we're talking to Robert Felgar from Odin Mobile and to Jerry Jicha, whom we know from the Eyes Free List. He uh, developed some podcasts. So, 
let's uh, just uh, get started. In general, what is Odin Mobile and where did the idea for it come from? Well, Odin Mobile is a wireless provider, just like Verizon, AT&T, etc., except that we resell service on T-Mobile's network. And we're 100% dedicated to serving people who are blind or visually impaired. In other words, that's our market focus. We're not focused on any other market segment at all. In terms of the idea, I was the one that came up with the idea. And I believed at the time that I developed this idea that the blind community was underserved. There seemed to me to be very little available in terms of accessible basic mobile phones. And in terms of smartphones, the community seemed to rely heavily, if not almost entirely, on the iPhone. We wanted to bring additional choice to the community and, pr- and to promote Android for that reason. When you started, you had uh, what we would call feature phones, correct? Yes, and we still have a couple of feature phones. Okay, so where did the idea to expand into Android come from? What made you decide it was time to offer this alternative to the iPhone and to branch out from feature phones into smartphones? Well, actually, that's an interesting question because it actually happened a couple years ago. Um, I was at a meeting at the Federal Communications Commission, and there was a panel, and on that panel were a number of representatives from various blind organizations, including the ACB and others, and they were saying that essentially at the time, Android was not terribly accessible and they all relied on the iPhone and that was pretty much it. So they were complaining that they had limited choice. And so that's when I started to get the idea that yes, while feature phones are important, perhaps we can start offering additional choice through Android to the blind community. Now, a couple of years ago, Android accessibility was going into a second phase. Um, we, we started with things like frozen yogurt and gingerbread, which were quite usable, um, but you needed to, to be an adventurous sort of person to, right. to really get into it. Absolutely. Um, and so then we, we branched out into ice cream sand, which was, which was a more modern approach. Where was Android at the time you made this decision? Were we still in gingerbread and frozen yogurt? Were we moving into ice cream sandwich? Or how did you know about Android accessibility? Well, at the time when this statement was made and I was at that conference, I didn't know, to be honest with you, where Android was. All I knew was that people were complaining that it wasn't particularly usable or user-friendly. So, but this was maybe three years ago. So it was very early on before, you know, way before Jelly Bean and, and the latest versions of Android accessibility. Okay. And so what kind of research did you do to um, find out where Android was and whether to include it in o- Odin Mobile's offerings? Well, our objective with Odin Mobile was to provide service and handsets that covered the entire market entire demand. So obviously that included both feature phones since uh, many people who are blind and visually impaired are elderly and seniors. So it was very important to cover that need. But as well, for those people who are younger, we needed to cover uh, smartphones. And so I knew that we had to have smartphone offerings. And I also knew that I didn't really want to cover the iPhone because the iPhone was already quite popular with the blind community. And it wasn't clear to me how we could add any value. I thought we could really add some value on the Android side since it's really quite 
it's not yet entrenched in the community, and we thought we could mm-hmm. we could help promote it. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, Android handsets do you offer? Well, right now we're limited to the Nexus Five and the Nexus Five from Google and. Previous to that, we were offering the Nexus 4, and I think we're going to stick with the Nexus device, at least for the near term. Mm -hmm. So, okay, tell us specifically what services do you offer? So, I'm a blind uh, person, I'm thinking about getting cell phone service, what is it that you're going to offer me? Well, first of all, as a wireless provider, of course, we've got cell phone plans like everybody else. Then we've got Mm -hmm. our accessible cell phones, whether it's a feature phone or whether it's our smartphone, the Nexus, the Nexus 5. And then in terms of Android and the Nexus, we offer two things that are unique. First of all, the Nexus 5 and previous to that, the Nexus 4 comes with a widget on the home screen that promotes various applications that might be of interest to the blind user. And this widget is really useful to someone who is new to Android and new to smartphones. It includes applications like magnifiers, canine email, uh, tap tap see now recently since that just just was just offered on the uh, Google Play Store, the accessible editor which is new, uh, Audible and so forth. So we have this widget which promotes various applications which we think the blind user might find useful. And then secondly, of course, we've got enhanced customer support. So anyone who buys the Nexus 5 is entitled to get this enhanced support. And what that involves, and Jerry will talk about this shortly, are tutorials. Everyone can get at least two tutorials in which they get one-on-one training from Jerry on how to use Android. In addition, for a month after you purchase the phone, you can call them as many times as they'd like and get help of any kind. So, for example, if they forget how to use a gesture or if they want advice on a particular application that performs a certain function, Jerry's there to help the person do that. Okay, now you said it was an either or, or is it both? Or is the customer entitled both to a tutorial session and the month, or is it an either or proposition? It's both. They get two tutorials, plus they get that support mm-hmm. for a month. Okay. Now, would a non-Odin mobile customer be eligible for this particular type of help? Not at the moment. We are definitely considering offering that additional service. So even if you, for example, have a Samsung S5, at the moment you can't get that support, but in the future... We're interested in offering a service where someone can pay approximately $10 a month and get that uh, unique support from, from Jerry. Okay. Is your plan a pay-as-you-go plan or is it a contract? How does that work? It's a pay-as-you-go plan. So the person pays for the phone. They pay for the entire price up front. Uh, in terms of the price of the Nexus 5, it's $400. Uh, you might know that it's $350 in the Play Store. So there's an additional $50, which covers the tutorials and the extra support. And then it's a pay-as-you-go plan after that. And what network does it use? Is it uh, associated with a GSM network, a CDMA network? It's on a GSM network, and that network is T-Mobile. The customer experience is the same on us as it would be if you were a T-Mobile customer. All right. Only there's that wonderful addition of tech support that we know is going to be helpful. That's right. That's right. (laughs) 
Yeah, I've dealt with tech support for my carrier, and it's um, interesting. That's right. If you call T-Mobile and ask them, uh, how to, you know, what gesture to use to perform a particular function, you know, the odds of them being able to answer that question is about zero. Yeah, I mean, if you, you're lucky enough to get a tech support worker with a lot of initiative, you'll get help, but that doesn't happen very often. So let's talk a little more about um, the tech support that uh, Odin Mobile offers. So we've talked about price, and um, so let's talk about these tutorial sessions. How does that work? So I've, I've bought my phone, and I'm ready to um, I'm ready to get a, some training. So what do I do? Do I email somebody? Do I call a number? What do I do? What ends up happening is you actually call our toll-free number, and you just get customer service. You actually ask to speak with the accessibility specialist which AKA is me and they make sure that they get your info, your name, your phone number and all that stuff. They in turn call me, give me all your info and tell me that, you know, you're wanting some training. Then they transfer you to me. Usually on the first call, I don't do the training yet. And that's only because in the first call, what I do is I find out a little bit about you, how you learn, have you used a smartphone of any kind before? If so, what kind? Was it an iPhone? Was it a prior Android? And I try and learn a little bit about the customer so that I can then customize the tutorial based on that individual. I don't read mm -hmm. from a script. I don't read from a manual. And what we do is we generally set your training up. If you call in the morning, I... Sometimes we'll do, I'll start it that afternoon or the next day, whatever's best for you. And I do this. The reason I schedule it is because I actually log out of work in a sense. I'm still on the clock, but I'm logged in to where I'm not, they, they won't transfer calls to me so that you have my undivided attention. I actually call you privately one-on-one -on -one, and we do the training that way. How long does a typical training session last? Typical training, I have found the most effective is anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes, depending okay. there again on how much the person can learn, how much they can take in at one time. Are they a little, you know, are they a little slower at learning? I mean, even your fast people, there have been a couple that after about a half hour, it's like, okay, you've thrown a lot at me. Let's you know, let, let, let me learn, let me do, try this stuff for a day or two. And at the end of the first uh, training session, do you automatically schedule uh, another session for, let's say, a week from now, or do you let the customer initiate that? I tend to schedule, and what Robert doesn't know, and he's about to find out now, is um, <laughs> I generally don't do two sessions. I do four uh, right now, and mm -hmm. that's part of the reason is because we're not very busy. And I want to mm -hmm. provide my customers with the best training possible. And if this means that you need four or five sessions, then at the end of each session, we, we will schedule the next one. And I, my goal is to have you using TalkBack at least basically. Now, I'm not saying advanced. What my goal is is to get you to where you can get around the screens, you can activate an app, you can use the phone, you can text. And from that, 
you should be able to, I mean, obviously you can still get a hold of me for the next month to ask other questions, but at least from that, you should be able to figure things out in other apps. Now, um, I'm a teacher in my other life, and before I was a teacher, I was a tutor for many years, and, and I know that um, my students got a lot more out of our tutoring sessions if they did some preparation, if they, in a sense, took charge of the um, encounter. So, how can uh, customers call you and get the best uh, or the most out of their time with you. So what do they need to prepare or what should they realistically expect to get a good session out of you? In the beginning, we didn't really have anything for that. And I will fully agree with you that that does help. As of now, though, I do have a text file that if the individual has email, I can email them and it's just a listing of the talkback gestures. Uh, we also have generated tutorials that up that are up on the Odin mobile site. There are seven files in all. The first one really doesn't go into much but the unboxing and turning the phone on for the first time. That's all it really does. Mm -hmm. But after that, there mm -hmm. are, you know, the next one is, you know, covers the gestures. Then there's one for the phone. There's one for texting, etc. What I do suggest to people is that, when I get that initial call from you that you're ready for training, in the amend, in the process of learning about you and other stuff like that, I also, this is when I would offer the text file and offer the URL so that you could go and listen to these tutorials. Because while you can only work with me for about a half hour at a time, if you download these tutorials, then if you think about it, you've got something that you can listen to on your own when you're ready. So that if you are someone who learns slower, you could take one gesture at a time and you can pause that tutorial and practice that gesture several times. And then when you're ready to move on, you can. Do you think it's better for um, people to call with specific questions? You know, sometimes when we're new to something, we get overwhelmed and we want to know like 30 million things about it. And, you know, you're halfway through an explanation and, and I'm going, but, but, but Jerry, but Jerry, I want to know this other thing too. So do you think it's better to focus on, on a couple of questions at a time? In, even beyond, um, you know, reading the, the preparatory material and listening to the uh, preparatory podcasts? It's actually funny that you asked that question. One of my most recent customers, uh, when we started our first training session, was like, you know, I was, I was starting to go into talking about talkbacks gestures, which as you and I know, that's the very basic. I mean, you need to know that before you know anything else. Right, I mean, that's right. just, that's, that's the very root. Well, <laughs> it was funny because... The second we, st I'm, I'm ready to start the, the tutorial. He's like, all I want to do is use the phone app and the text app. Let's do those. Well, sir, um, <laughs> you kind of need these just, I don't, I, I'm okay. I, I don't need these gestures. I sir, you actually need the gestures. <laughs> and once he, the thing is, once he learned what talk back, because some, you know, the new people, especially who have never heard of Android before, they don't understand that TalkBack is basically the equivalent of JAWS or window eyes or even voiceover. You okay. need to know those gestures before you can get anywhere because if a person puts a phone in your hand and says, okay, go, and you have no idea what you're doing, the results could be rather interesting. 
<laughs> yes, yes. So actually, you, you make me think of something. I think Robert hinted at it when he was talking. It sounds like if I order a phone from Odin and I unbox it, it comes up talking, or do I need to um, start talk back? You can ask Robert. That was a conversation that I bet he thought I was giving him dirty looks because uh, they, I, I have to explain this one. Um, when we first started with the Nexus four, you know, they, they did send me one so that I have a phone here so that I can, in some cases, follow you to see what you're doing or show you how to do a certain thing. It's just easier that way. So they sent me my oh, phone. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I got my phone and I mean, I've been using Android since Froyo. And I turn the phone on and I go to do the gesture. And as we all know, in KitKat on a Nexus device, the gesture works. That's correct, isn't it, Anna? How about no? <laughs> How about because Odin does slightly modify, in other words, they put the widget on the phone, and mm -hmm. they have to edit the APN settings, they have already bypassed the startup wizard. So um, not knowing this, I made a call to Robert and I was like, Robert, you need to tell the factory that they need to do this, 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 and this. <laughs> Every once in a while they forget and a, and a phone does slip through the cracks. But <laughs> as a general rule, yes, your phone will come up talking. Your phone will come up to where it will speak passwords. The rotate screen is turned off and it by default we have set it to where the power button ends the call now mm -hmm. i know that that's not how android set by default but that's how we have set it because some and, and, and it turns out it has helped some visually impaired people to have it to where they can just push the power button and it ends the call so yes there are some settings that we have done before the phone is shipped to you so that when you turn that phone on it will talk. And that's what the very first tutorial, the very first file actually shows you is an unboxing and what happens when you turn on your phone. As a matter of fact, that tutorial was done the day I received my Nexus 5. Ah. So the technical support that Odin offers is really exciting and it's really useful to people. Do you have anything on the horizon as far as other um forms of technical support in addition to the podcasts and tutorials on the website and the live training sessions and follow-up? Yes. One thing that we're going to be doing, hopefully within the next 30 days or so, is offer our customers an application on their device that will be pre-installed that will essentially allow them to practice how to use the various Android gestures, how to use the dialer, and other basic features of the phone. So this is a way, when they first get the phone, for them to become familiar with the various basic applications and to practice without making actual phone calls or send actual text messages. So this sounds like it's more than the Explore by Touch tutorial. This is actually a way of practicing the common um, functions of the phone? That's right. So, for example, there would be a dialer and they get to practice how to use a dialer. And if they made a mistake, it would alert them that they've made a mistake and they could try again. Excellent. So, where do customers learn about Odin Mobile? Um, where can they go to read about it or where can they call to ask questions? 
Well, they can visit our website at odinmobile.com, O-D-I-N mobile.com. And on that website, if you're interested in Nexus 5 and listening to the tutorials, you can do that as well. They're free. They're not just available for customers. Anyone can listen to those seven tutorials that Jerry described. Um, You could also call our customer service, and that number is 855-217-9459. And we also have a Facebook page at Odin Mobile Phones. So any, any one of those three options will get you some additional information. There's also been a fair bit of information out there about us on the Internet, generally articles in CNET, eWeek, etc. So if you want something that's oh, wow. different than our website, you could you know, type in Odin Mobile and you'll find all kinds of additional information. One thing I'd like to add real quick that I do believe my boss has forgotten is our Twitter. Yes. Um, Jerry, please. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yes, we do have a Twitter. And, oh, I'm just trying to remember myself. <laughs> well, you know how it is. You put in your Twitter client, you forget. But I do believe it's just Odin Mobile, one word. You can ask, you know, mention us and ask questions, and I man that between the hours of. I do that one a little bit longer than I actually do the work work. Uh, I work from nine to five Eastern. However, the Twitter I generally watch from about eight a.m. to about eight p.m. So you can ask questions even there, and I will do my best to answer them if it's doable within one hundred and forty characters. Right, right. Obviously, you're not going to give me a dissertation on, you know, graphics labeling or whatever. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> not, not 140 characters. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot. I certainly have. And so I, I think this is a great uh, service to the community. Thank you, Anna. We appreciate the invitation very much. Yeah, thank you very much. I've I've enjoyed being on the show, the show that I've listened to since day one, and now I'm actually on it. <laughs> yeah, you're famous. <laughs> 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 All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood. And you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every four children in America. And I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You've got mail. Welcome back, everybody, to That Android Show, episode 28. If you were listening to our April Fool's stuff on Talk, not necessarily the one that was on this particular show. We've talked about that before. But uh, there were clones of Mailbag and Mailbag 
went out and every show got themselves mailbag and mailbag as a entity that's not to be trifled with. So we will be very careful when opening up mailbag and seeing the high number of eye reports we had gotten in since episode 27. Thank you guys for that. There, there was more eye reports than uh, emails. And in fact, I don't know that we'll be able to get to all the eye reports, but we do appreciate all of your comments. You can leave them of course in eye reports in iBlink Radio, available for iOS and Android. And don't forget, we do take those emails at resources at serotalk.com. But I'm going, I'm familiar with Mailbag. I've used, you know, I'm used to working with it over at Serotalk. So I will hold Mailbag in the way that it prefers. And Anna, you go in there and get those eye reports. I promise. I, I'll, I'll hold right there and you'll be okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <gasps> okay. Got it. All right. Cool. So we have an eye report from Brandon. This is Brandon Armstrong from Texas, and I thoroughly enjoy that Android Show podcast. I would like to say great job each and every month to you guys and keep up the great work. There is one thing that I would like to address. I know that most of you like to do touch by exploration on Android when it comes to web views. While that may be a good thing to do, I agree with it, but I would also like to be able to have it to where we can surf the web in an orderly fashion like we've been used to. And we've had that for 20 years. But keep up the great work, and I will be listening to the next episode. Thank you. Okay, so he's saying that exploring on the web in Google Chrome is all well and good, but he'd like to be able to swipe. So, Steve, are you a swiper or an explorer? I am most assuredly an explorer. I yeah, me too. I think swiping, mm-hmm. you know, you, you sit there and you hear people go... <laughs> Oh, I found it. You know, you know, I get that. I've wanted, I've wanted the ability to do this for so long, <laughs> yeah. and tab. It's swiping is tabbing to me. Yeah, yeah, that's you it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'd be like going on a website yeah. and just pressing the tab key, wouldn't it? Yeah, rather yeah. than you know moving and not down. using headings or links yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's my take on I it. I don't yeah. disagree with him. No, no. I, I do agree that we need a little better navigation in terms yes. of like headings and blah blah. So, yeah. so I'm totally with him there. But I really think we need to learn to explore as a community because it oh, it's just so freeing to go directly to the thing or really close to it without tabbing 40 times. And it's AT then on Rails, right? You're totally dependent yeah. on that. They did that right. No yeah. different than the tab ring. Yeah. You're, you're hoping that you got on that as some apps. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The S word for Microsoft is a perfect example on both iOS and Android. Uh, Explore yeah. by touch works so much better. Um, yeah. And it's funny because, as Steve noted, I will use some of my limited vote, no, um, limited no vision, my limited low vision. <laughs> some days, some days it is. I will say that, um, <laughs> but I will use some of my limited low vision to just direct my hand to where something needs to go, and then read what's under it. And so when that got messed with with the iOS, like iTunes Radio. Uh, which I demonstrated earlier, that drives me crazy because I'm so used to doing it in Android um, that it just seems natural to me now to, oh yeah, that's in like the middle of the drawer on the left side. I'll just put my hand there. Yeah, I don't know. I think swiping is a kind of comfort zone, Joe. You know, I I think um, I tend to, like on my home screen, I know where most things are and I just put my hand straight on it and, and do that. And I just think, at the moment, I think that Android is certainly better for that particular thing. You know, um, you you actually get a more to more feel the screen. You know where where the screen is, and sure. because I have that sort of muscle memory, you know, even though I've never seen before, mm-hmm. I can I can kind right. of do what you do with your vision, and sort of think, oh right. right, that's at the bottom right corner of the screen, but just up about an eighth exactly. of an inch, and 
And when you read tutorials and stuff and they say bottom right hand of the screen, dude, awesome. I can go right there because <laughs> yeah, I've got an idea. Yeah. It just yeah, makes life yeah. that much easier, especially yeah. when talking to mainstream developers about what's broken. It's broken blank right there. Yeah. That button is mislabeled. Yeah. You know, the one at the yeah. bottom right of the screen. You want to try swiping in the yeah. talk back tutorial with the next button. You can't do it. It's great fun. Right. <laughs> right. For right. example. Because it's designed <laughs> to yeah. teach you to but explore. Explore, exactly. <laughs> And and again, there are some things that are automatic versus standard shift. There are just some people who want to use it the way that they grow to use it. And and it's the eloquence conversation earlier. People want what they want, what they're familiar with. And that makes a lot of sense. And there are some people who cannot stand talk back circles, who just really just want to be able to do what they're used to doing in iOS. And I say, okay, what about the rotor? (laughs) You know, yeah. For uh, some people with Carpal, that's really hard to do the rotor. And so each one of these is under some restrictions because of legal, you can't do this, or each one is going after a different experience. So I, we don't fault you, Brandon. We agree with you that everybody should Absolutely. be able to use it the way they yeah. want to use it. Yeah. We're Absolutely. just telling you why we're kind of sort of different users than that. There's no right or wrong. There's just the way you want to use it. And we have a another I report. This one is from our good friend, Dan who's uh, sent in iReports before. Hey, just quick. My name is Dan Mathis. This is for the That Android Show. There's an article that was just posted to the top TED list why Android is not accessible. It looks like to me the, our, the particular hoster has not actually used an Android device. He took Chris Hofstetter, which I'll debunk him. He barely used an Android device. He made it work like an iOS or attempted to. He was offended and ran off a list. I'm sorry, but that's not an expert in Android, period. To back up my claims before I go, I've used an Android device up to Foil and now up to KitKat, and I kept my Nexus 7 when I had my iPhone 5, and then I went back to my uh, Nexus 5. So I think I do know a lot about Android. I give credit Android's program needs help far as documentation, but other than that, I disagree. Android is quite accessible, and oh, I'm posting this uh, I, I report via my Android device. Take care, y'all. Okay, so he's read an article, and this article cites Chris Hofstetter as an Android expert, and I think I found the article he's referring to, and basically it just points to a blog post we talked about a couple of months ago on this show, um, where Chris Hofstetter... Um, who is known within the accessibility community, tried Android in his own way. I'd like to warn the affiliates, we'll be going long tonight because Steve might have something to say. No, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, Steve, I'm, Steve said a lot before we came on I air, actually. I shall but, uh, be restrained. Let me say that. Um, I don't. Okay. All I will say is this. I don't see how you can be an Android expert when you've only used it for a few hours in time over about three months, I think the article pointed out. You know, I don't consider myself an Android expert, but I go back to ice cream sandwich or no, actually, I go back to gingerbread. So, you know, right. um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say much on it because I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of misguiding going on somewhere along the way. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I, I mean, he had a bad experience with it. I don't think he gave it a fair shot. But what bothers me, um, and, and I agree with Steve about this, is that he's putting out a lot of misinformation um, that really um, is not helping the blindness community. 
at all. I mean, a lot of that article I w- was I was told by my programmer friends. You know, not yes. not I used yeah. Android. Uh, I, I was told by people uh, in the know. You know, um, and that's what I think is wrong with it. I yes. took more DMs from people privately asking me who are devout iOS users. I mean, like Apple this posting Apple users, and I have taken four DMs from people I never thought I would have taken about, can you recommend an Android device? I want to learn on my own. I want to find out myself. I, I heard what Pratik said, and I'm going to go find out on my own. Or I heard, you know, I read Chris's article, but, you know, I've heard other people, like, you know, on your show who say something different. And that's very inviting. But it's also very hard for me now to recommend something knowing that there is so much attitude towards it. I wasn't joking when I said it's kind of nice that we have Windows Phone with Narrator to kick around now because <laughs> then it doesn't yes, become yes. the uh, it doesn't become the A versus B. It now be- adds somebody else to the team uh, to the Apple only gets it right philosophy that yeah. we will sometimes see in, in various the, places. The, the problem is, Joe, it's like screen readers. You know, my screen reader is better than your screen reader. Yes. It's that kind of yes. religion. It's that and, kind and of that's a silly mentality, you know. That's a silly thing to do too now because yeah. each one of these is going after an experience. Yeah. Uh, NVDA works with Firefox for a reason and there is some you know, stuff going back and forth between those two companies. So therefore, when someone says NVDA and Firefox is the best way to go for this, yes, that makes a lot of sense because they are designing it specifically to work with that. You know, That's primarily a market for an enthusiast. So therefore that experience is going to work really, really well. Whereas Jaws has dozens of years of legacy. Um, and I'm being, I'm being facetious there, but more than a dozen years of legacy on office and windows. So there are some experiences that Jaws works really extremely well with. There are some things on the web that system access works really well with more than others. There is no one screen reader to rule them all. There's no mobile operating system to rule them all. You could get a job that is nothing but Windows Phone. So that will be something you have to decide. If you choose to get a Apple computer and load Windows on it, and you have a poor experience on either or both, yeah. that may be possibly due to you doing what is essentially yeah. uh, the reverse of a Hackintosh. You know, my lovely it is not wife, the Angie, natural way of doing something. My, my lovely wife, Angie, once said, and, and I thought it was really telling, she said, you know, because she has both. She has an uh, iPhone and she has an Android. She has mm-hmm. a Nexus. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said to me, I wish I could have a dual boot phone. Sometimes I want to be an yeah. Android. Sometimes I want to be yeah. an iOS. iOS does some things better. Yeah. Android does other better. And I totally agree with that. And, th- and there are some Windows phones that boot into Android. And some people even said that was silly. Why would you do such a thing? But for people like us, it would be perfectly fine. And there are some things that I use my iPad for that I don't use my, my Nexus for, but there are some things that I enjoy about the Google ecosystem that I, I yeah. pull over into the other. Yeah. So I think it's great that there are choices. I think there is a very scary future, though, uh, if we allow the triopoly, and by the triopoly, I mean if we allow Google, Microsoft, and Apple to tell you what is access. That yeah. is a conversation I think we'll have in another year or so, and I think the conversation about contracted Braille brings that to the head more than others or um i can only use this device with my bluetooth keyboard oh no that broke in an update (laughs) (laughs) there are some times where it's really good to have multiple screen readers in the windows environment and uh, i think it's great that people who don't have the experience of this panel unfortunately us old farts um (laughs) don't have the 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 conversation 
reference points that we do to show what happened in the past and why we feel this way. But yeah. um, it's also important for us to hear what it's like for someone who lives specifically in that environment, who's never used anything but that touchscreen device and looks at us like we're a bunch of old farts. So I think it's great that we have these opportunities and conversations and I reports like this to get us to talk about this kind of stuff. Cause I think it's going to be a big thing sooner rather than later in this community to decide what works better for them if they're working or not working, which is really what it's going to come down to. Yeah. We also have an eye report from Haroon. Ah, greetings once again. My name is Haroon Probst. and an app developer and uh, work with access technology and all that kind of stuff in this side of the world. My comment was um, that uh, my Samsung S3 just recently got a uh, 4.3 update, and uh, there is... Um, quite a few improvements. It's um, starting to become um, quite a, an interesting device, I must say. Certainly um, well worth having in the, uh, on the bench there. There are some things that I like about it, and I'm very pleased to say uh, with regard to the 7.1 update of um, iOS, that uh, it's very good that the Bluetooth bug has now been uh, patched. So um, keep up the good work, and um, the podcast, as usual, uh, most interesting and, and uh, most entertaining. Thank you very much. All right, Haroon, I'm so glad you contacted us again. Yes, you were one of the uh, people whose mailbag questions weren't answered in the April Fool edition of that Android show. And um, so I'm glad that uh, your phone has been updated and that things seem to be going better. Android, like any other operating system, is, is a bit rough when you get started um, because everything's a little different and a little new. So I'm glad that the phone is starting to feel more interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. there's just so many things that you can do with which voices. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you <laughs> exactly. Think, which one do I have next? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Witty, witty you are. That was really, really good. Um, and before and, we get in, mired into the groaner uh, field, let's move on to uh, the last. The next one? I uh. Yes. Hello, that Android show. Great demo on the Galaxy S5. Had a question about that Android Silver program. I think that's what it's called. I'd like to know y'all's thoughts on it and whether or not that might hamper Samsung and their version of Android as far as accessibility or maybe them continue to use uh, this Samsung Android version. Uh, from what I understand, uh, Google is supposed to do some stuff and pay people money to use a Google version of Android. Uh, maybe I can explain this better in the next Android show. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, keep up the good work. Ah, so he wants a little clarification on Silver. We talked about that earlier in the show. It seems to be a substitute for the Nexus program. And because everything's at the rumor stage, it's, you know, your guess is as good as ours. So maybe next yeah. time. July time is going to be interesting. We'll yes. oh, man, is July yes. going to be interesting. Totally. Let's, 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 let's look at the calendar. Let's pull out our Google calendar, shall we? Uh -huh. <clears throat> 
at the beginning of June is uh, WWDC. So there'll be some Google announcements there because of Google Apps over there. So we'll, we'll see yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah. come out of that. There is Google I.O., which is the end of June, Ooh. right? Okay. Then we have convention, both NFB and ACB convention, which is going to be covered by Saratalk. So keep it to saratalk.com or to the front page of iBlink Radio to get convention coverage. We're also doing international AER and BBA too, but we'll talk about those more later. But we'll have that and all the Google I.O. news and possibly hardware news. July is going to be a show. It's going to be a very, very busy show. Yeah. And, of course, we'll have Site Village very. in July. Well, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. a bit in the UK and, too. And, you know. Why should you and have you'll all the be good there, stuff, won't you, you know? Steve? <laughs> Sorry? Oh, well, I was about exactly. to say. I'll be there. I'll you'll be there. there. I'll be there. And... Um, uh, if you if we could ever get you out from under the booth, we'd get you to do some coverage, man. That'd be great. <laughs> no, no, I'm just too busy. But then. you're too busy. Too you're busy. selling I'm stuff busy. like uh, yeah. I'm too busy sort of selling and stuff, d- you know, I- making money, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and new speakers. I uh, you you and JJ talked about new speakers. So do you have those the, new speakers? The Blue Tiger. Yeah, I've got them. I've got the Blue Tiger uh, speakers. Uh, it's actually a mono speaker, but it's hellishly loud and bassy and crisp treble. It, in fact, um, I've got a lovely Ooh. quote from one of my customers. He said, "You know, the speech quality when I hear a podcast, a talking podcast, is better than his Bose." Now, wow. This, this and this this is like um, a forty bucks speaker. Now, I think the reason is that the treble is more rounded. You know, the Boses tend to have this boxy sort of mid range, don't they? Yes. Um, yeah, and yeah, and I yeah. think it spoils the heck out of them. You know, the um, cannon shot from yeah. the Acoustmas has <laughs> never yeah. ever really no. gone away. Yeah. Um, but these no. for, for a little tiny mono thing that fits in the palm of your hand, you know, they're great. Um, is that loud enough to play in a room? You know, like if I have it in the living room and I'm sitting in the kitchen. You bet it is. Yeah, right absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. You you buy one. Get, oh, get wow. one from JJ. You know, you'll sell you one. J- JJ uh, <laughs> JJ has been using those at convention halls. In fact, yeah. that was the first time I ran into him was at an exhibit hall in Houston, and yeah. uh, oh, they wow. they were they, so you sold out of them then actually because yeah. uh, I was like, oh. if no one buys those, I will yeah. buy one for sure. And then I mean, he sold out of all of them. I mean, the, the, the wow. great kicker as well, Anna, is that you can put a micro SD card into it and play music without connecting it to anything. Oh, that is the yeah. bomb. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. So, you can have. So, you, where can people find uh, Steve Nutt okay. and be able to get all this wonderful stuff, you sir? www.comproom.co.uk. And uh, yeah, and to go with those speakers, we're also doing the thing that Lars does in the States, you know, talking MP3 players. We're doing rock boxed Sansa clips as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And if you uh, ever wanted to meet Steve, remember, he's going to be at Site Village, so stalk him there. That's a good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. But you're there not you welcome go. at his house because his house is what, Steve? My house is a walking obstruction now. Absolutely. It's a walking <laughs> obstruction forever. You know. Thanks to Guide Dogs. <laughs> is, yeah. is Guide Dog friendly? Are you service animal friendly, Steve? Are you? <laughs> yeah, we're anything friendly, you know, as long as you've got beer at the end of it, you know. <laughs> there you go. And not American beer. He's going to stipulate. Oh, Look no, out. no, no, it's no, no. Be very, uh, yeah. Not unless you yeah. go to a microbrewery. No imports, right? There's some microbreweries yeah, no that are out there. No, no imports. Uh, Good old British beer. There you go. <laughs> Anna, where can people... People find your wonderful work, which is always good to read. It's how I kept up with Android for many, many, many years. It's accessibleandroid.wordpress.com. It is sad and lonely, and the summer is coming, so it should be a little less sad and a little less lonely. And it still, and it still says just another WordPress site. <laughs> 
<laughs> At this point, it kind of is. <laughs> Placeholder needs content here. <laughs> Pretty much. Absolutely. <laughs> but I did do a show with Nancy and Peter Torpy. Eyes on success. Oh, um, yeah. I did it on the Kindle, uh, the, the, the latest Kindle. And so if you want to know about that, you could check out their podcast and use their search feature to find that show. Ah, there you go. And you will also find that in the links in the show notes as I diligently put that down to go and put that into the show notes because we love promoting the other projects that are going on with our hosts who are super knowledgeable like Blind Bargains, who is going to be at NFB. And you can also find them at blindbargains.com and AT Guys. And you can follow JJ on Twitter. He's also available there in the show notes at thatandroidshow.com. Myself, Joe Steinkamp. You can hear me weekly or every other week or when I'm there, when Mailbag isn't uh, locking me out of the studio at serotalk.com, S-E-R-O-T-A-L-K.com. And of course, my alter ego, Ranger1138 over at End of Line Show or EOLshow.com. We are going to eat some crazy food at convention, as we always do. That's a very popular segment. And uh, we may actually talk the rock star in, into eating a ghost pepper burger later in oh, July or wow. August. Mm. That's going to be really interesting. So a lot of recommendations for food uh, come through that. And of course, uh, EOL Twitter feed is always really interesting. It has some technology and geeky stuff. So if you liked some of the old stuff we talked about here, follow us on Twitter at EOL show on Twitter. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me host. JJ, hopefully, will be back. Uh, he will be undeparted, and uh, it'll be good to have him back in the lead chair because this is where he belongs. Absolutely. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, until we see you guys uh, on the interwebs and you hear us again, uh, we appreciate your time and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.